You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. I don't think it's a rant. It's a story. It's a warning. It's a reflection. And it's a question. First, the story. So it's Saturday morning. I do my CNN program bright and early in Philadelphia. As a matter of fact, one segment on the CNN program was about this rash of smash and grabs, looting, sophisticated shoplifting, call it what you will, at brick-and-mortar retailers across the country, but mostly in California. I also want to say parenthetically, those crimes are real. I mean, we're watching them on television, but I worry that they will be blown out of proportion and that people will have one more reason to shop online, one less reason to go to bricks-and-mortar retailers, which are really struggling and have been struggling throughout the course of the pandemic, which for me and for my story was all the more reason to try and do some retail shopping in person Saturday afternoon. So post-CNN show on Saturday, that's what I was seeking to do. My, my middle son, home from Washington, joined me, and we went to the Maniunk section of Philadelphia. For those of you who are not from my neck of the woods, uh, Maniunk is a part of Philadelphia with a bona fide Main Street. In fact, it even is called Main Street. And I'm looking for unique with my holiday shopping, you know, stores that you can't find in every town. It it pains me to to see the transformation of so many communities where everybody's got a Staples and everybody's got a Starbucks and everybody's got this and, every, and, and like there's nothing unique. I want unique. I will tell you that in the L.A. Times, sorry, I keep getting diverted tangents already, but In the L.A. Times yesterday, I saw there was a link. I didn't put it in the newsletter because I didn't know how many of you would be interested. But the L.A. Times had a a feature yesterday, 42 stores that you will only find in L.A. Can I tell you I've perused the websites of 20 of them? Because that's exactly what I'm looking for. So anyway, back to me on Saturday in Maniunk of Philadelphia. There was a store there that I was in search of called the Little Apple. So I go to the Little Apple. You know the Little Apple? I love the Little Apple. I'd never been to the Little Apple before. I'd read about the Little Apple. I wanted to go to the Little Apple. Okay, I want to move into that store. That's how much I love that store. Was there a French Bulldog there? I haven't been there since Not that I saw, but I hope hope not because it was very crowded, and I don't know where he or she would have rested. 
So I park on Main Street in a lawful spot, Main Street, adjacent to the store where I'm going shopping. And I did shop and I did some damage. And as a matter of fact, I come out of the store with my son. We were going to do more shopping, just typical of what you find in Maniunk. There was a vegan bakery on the block, and I said, I want to go see what a vegan bakery is all about. You were doing all all the right things. So my son, having come out of the Little Apple with me, was going very dutifully to put things in my car. That would be my Tesla. He approaches the car. I was on the opposite side of the street. A local merchant walks out of his business, stops my son and say, hey, your car was just hit and the guy who hit your car left the scene. What? I now cross the street. The shopkeeper says, yeah, I just watched it all happen. He said it was a rented panel truck. The driver was in a full brown UPS uniform. I look at my car. Uh, The back bumper is torn. The rear quarter panel is ruined. The the driver's side rear door is dented and scratched. The tire is pierced. The rim is broken. The trim is torn off. The car cannot be driven. The car cannot be driven. So I'm now in my car and I'm on the phone calling AAA and trying to get AAA to come out. Meanwhile, a SEPTA bus, that's our transit system in southeastern Pennsylvania, a SEPTA bus uh, driven by a woman pulls up across from me and she's trying to get my attention. But I'm on the phone with AAA. So I ask my son, like, what is it that she is sharing? And uh, what does she say? She says the same thing that the shopkeeper said. I saw it all happen. It was a rented truck, a panel-style truck with a UPS driver, and she says he hit your car, stopped his truck, got out, inspected the damage, and drove away. This is Main Street Maniunk in an urban area with lots of shoppers around on a beautiful Saturday afternoon at 12. Okay, at noon, right. Crazy. So now my son sits next to me because, you know, I'm uh, technically challenged and he begins a download because I have cameras on the outside of my car. That's what allows my car to be self-driven. Everything that has just been that has just transpired has been recorded and like from every angle of the car. And it's as if we are, you know, how you've seen a a Tesla, even if you've never driven one, there's a giant iPad on the dashboard, we are watching in HD, essentially, a budget rental truck pulls up behind me, hits me, grinds me, stops, guy gets out, walks around, gets back in his truck and leaves, just like the shopkeeper has told us, just like the SEPTA driver has told us. So we're waiting in the car for AAA. AAA now, by the way, is going to be three hours. So instead, I ditch AAA and I go with Tesla's recovery system, which was a smart move. Now, because I'm in my car, I'm out of my car, I'm just hanging out. You know, how many times can I watch the video? Guy walks over to me and says, hey, I watched everything that happened. This is a new guy. 
This, by the way, if I haven't told you, is a curb enthusiasm. This is a curb your enthusiasm episode. This is a Seinfeld episode because there are so many players involved in all of this with whom I'm interacting that if my car hadn't been so damaged, it would have been funny. But it wasn't funny. So here's now a new passerby. He comes up and he says to me, I watched it happen and I photographed the license plate of the truck. And he stands next to me and and he does a drop into my airdrop airdrop into my phone, Oklahoma license plate. Very interesting. Um, And he does the airdrop. Now, now I'm back in the car because it's a little chilly and a police car drives by and the traffic is very heavy. I had not called the police, nor had I intended to call the police because I figure they've got bigger things to do. But are you supposed to for your insurance? So I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. My son's not hurt. The car is hurt. It can't. It's got to be flat bedded out. Yeah, I'm pissed. I'm pissed about the UPS driver, but I'm not going to bother the cops because I feel like the Philadelphia Police Department, they're out there saving lives. But now the cop car is right next to me stuck in traffic. So I flag the guy over and I, I tell him the story. Now, wait until you hear this, TC. As I'm chatting outside my car with with a a very nice, in fact, you know what the cop said to me? He said to me, uh, "I'm working for you right now. Don't feel embarrassed that you are wasting my time. I'm on your clock." The cop said that to me. You're like, don't you have something you should be? I doing said, "I'm really, this? I'm really sorry to have to involve you, but you look at my." He's like, "Holy crap! You know what happened to your car? It was a hit and run." Okay, so now the septa bus, the, the the woman driving the septa bus. She pulls up while I'm standing there talking to the cop. I guess she was on a loop, and it's been an hour. Ah, ah, got so, it. So she opens her window, and she says to the cop and me, hey, the UPS guy who hit your car, yeah, he's a half mile down the road at the bike store making a delivery. What, he, I, didn't, he didn't even have I, a clean getaway? I know that bike store. It's Trek. I bought a bike there once. Oh. I'm like, the Trek, yeah, the Trek, okay. So the cop looks at me. He's like, okay, let me go take a look. And I wanted to go with him, but I had to stay with the car. So Michael involved cop goes down to look for the driver, comes back in 20 minutes, says the driver is gone, uh, writes up, um, you know, some information for me about a report that he was filing. Very sophisticated, like just photographed my license and my insurance. And he said to me, the cop did, look, we really don't pursue hit and runs on property. We do if a person's been hurt. I completely understand. Again, they've got other things that that they need to be doing. Um, he said, but your insurance company will will certainly want all this information. OK, so now comes the Tesla dispatch tow truck driver, although I've got to pay him two fifty uh, in order to flatbed my truck just to make this all happen. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, that's the end of Saturday. That's the end of Saturday. OK. Sunday, I email my insurance agent. You're not going to believe this. He, I tell him what happened. I give him the full description, all the information about the incident. He writes back to me and says, quote, sorry to hear about it. Believe it or not, I was actually driving on Main Street and I saw the damaged Tesla right after it was struck. I didn't see you. Otherwise, I would have stopped. I think I might have seen your son standing near it. Come on. Coincidence of all coincidence. My insurance agent saw the event right after the event. I mean, it's unbelievable enough that you had the storekeeper, the SEPTA bus driver, the guy who took the picture of the Oklahoma plates. But now your insurance agency is involved. So now the question that I ask of him is, do I go through you 
Or do I go to UPS and say, hey, look at the video, which, by the way, now I've released by this time I've released on Instagram. Uh, Do I go to UPS and say, hey, guys, make this whole because I don't want my insurance to go up or do I work through you? And the insurance agency, the insurance agent said to me, you've got a good carrier, no BS kind of a carrier. Filing the claim through UPS may lead to inefficiencies in a much longer timeline, blah, blah, blah. This is a non at fault event and your rates, your premiums are not going to go up. Okay. So that's what he says to me. But nevertheless, this will not surprise TC nor anybody in the audience, although I'm pretty much thinking I'm just going to file a claim. I absolutely want to report this to UPS. I'm not. Wouldn't UPS want it reported to them? Well, because the driver who's out there who hit my car and drove off is out there to hit other people's cars and drive off. Um, So I want to tell you what happened when. I call UPS or attempted to call UPS. All I want to do at this point, which is yesterday, is have a conversation with a warm body, a live body on behalf of UPS and say, hey, one of your guys hit my car, surveyed the damage and kept going. So I go on to the website and the website makes it absolutely impossible to have a conversation with a person or to even have a chat conversation with a real person. You're just directed to an 800 number. And when you call the 800 number and and look, ladies and gentlemen, you've been in my position, maybe not necessarily with a hit and run before, but you know, you've wanted to speak to somebody. Maybe it's the airline and you've dealt with websites or 800 numbers, toll free numbers that make it so damn difficult to do so. And you try every which way to outsmart them. Maybe it's your credit card company. I had one of those experiences yesterday where the website was offering no relief. The 800 number was offering no relief. When I Google UPS and report accident, a whole slew of law firms come up as the top rank, you know, Google selections like, oh, call this law firm and and they will help you do it. So I tell this story that I'm telling to all of you live today. I told this to TC yesterday intermittently during the show, but I didn't want to talk about it on air yet because I I wanted to see how it was all going to resolve. And I said, TC, I can't I can't get through to a live person. This was now post show yesterday. And I said, let me demonstrate. We will we will call the UPS 800 number. You roll tape. And I will tell you how, what my response, you'll hear my responses and how I'm trying to just get a warm body on the phone. How can I help you today? I'd like to report an accident. Here are your options. Track a package, change a delivery, schedule a pickup, report a problem, find locations or more shipping options. Report a problem, right? Good answer. We're sorry there's a problem with your shipment. Not with my you shipment. You can go to claim support on ups.com to open or manage a claim. An agent will not be able to open a claim for you. Now, I can check for the latest updates on your package. Do you want to do that? No. Speak with an operator? Okay. If you decide <laughs> to check for the latest updates on your package, you can call back I'm ready to blow or my go brains online. Out. We appreciate your business. That's it. And now I'm disconnected. You are totally disconnected. And and if you go, if you go on the website for a claim, it only relates to packages. By the way, I kind of get some of this. 
that UPS, like the U.S. Mail or like FedEx, they've got so many customers at any one time. If everybody's calling about their package, no call center in the world could handle all that volume at once, right? Right, of course, because there are millions, literally. I, I get it, but there needs to be, if, Somehow. You, if you have trucks on the road, <laughs> if there, you have trucks on the road, you, there needs to be a place where people you hit have a means to make contact with you. So then I start Googling. I right. start Googling how to get a live body at UPS. And evidently, there are websites for this that tell you how to get a live representative from all different kinds of companies. That's sad. For instance, like gethuman.com is one of these places. Okay, that is just such a sad commentary on, on our world and economy and businesses. And so it has the same number that you called. Right. And it it says what time of day is the best time to call. It also suggests that to get to a live person the fastest, either press zero. Okay, this is embarrassing. Are we playing this part too? We're definitely going to play this part. Okay. But let me tell you what I instructed you to do. Yeah. You either press zero at each prompt, ignoring all messages, or say customer service twice every time you're instructed to do something. So, of course, we had to record what happened when you took that advice. How can I help you today? Customer service. Customer service. I know you'd like to talk to someone, but I need a little more information to get you to the right place. So, how can I help you? Customer service. Customer service. I can't connect you with a representative unless I know the reason for your call. Here are your options. Track a package. Right. We're back to, to where delivery. we began. We're back right to where we began. Right back okay, to where we began. Okay. Along the way, I get the brain. I get the brainstorm that that UPS is based in Georgia. I forget where in Georgia. So I go and I look up the phone number of the corporate headquarters because now I'm just now I'm full on. Right now I'm I'm full on. I need to speak to somebody and tell the story. I'm not going to be satisfied until I can speak to somebody about what happened. This is shocking. Right. So. You you will not be surprised to hear that when you call the UPS corporate headquarters, mm. somehow you get diverted right back to that exact to this, to this exact machine. thing. Right here, are where, your choices. Where, where is your package? Customer problem? service. Customer right. service. So TC TC was of no help to me. So I leave. <laughs> hey, TC. I thought that was a decent. I mean, at least I tried. So I leave TC yesterday, and I am now headed to the local UPS store because there happens to be one in my community and I walk in they were not overwhelmed but there were other customers there wait, wait, wait until you hear this this is my this is my wait. favorite or worst part of the whole story can i just ask is that really the best thing that you could have done not to put too fine a point on it, but yeah. you're really well known around here. Yeah, you're definitely more visibly well known since you've had now you have a CNN international and national gig. People right. recognize your face and you're going to walk into UPS and be like TC, demanding. I, I think as we've I think as, satisfaction, we've, I think as we have discussed in other examples, like the people who had margarita pizza advertised but didn't have margarita pizza, the proper response from you and from the listening audience is thank you, Michael. Thank you for fighting the fight for all of us. I walk into the UPS store and as I say they were not over they were not overwhelmed but there were other there were other people who were in the store and I waited my turn and when I got up to the counter you know the person said to me do you have a package do you what is it you would like to do and I said uh, no I'm here to report that one of your trucks hit my car and left the scene and I was very 
mindful not to shoot the messenger because... Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. 